Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. From the Second Amendment Foundation Studios, this is the American Gun Show, educating and informing gun owners across America. Now your host, the voice of freedom, Jason Reeve. Welcome into Hour 2 of the American Gun Show right here from the Second Amendment Foundation Studios. Uh, Samantha got going pretty good on... uh, uh, (laughs) Yeah, she got going and uh, man, she was... She's on fire there, you know. And uh <laughs> I apologize for my rant. I'm just tired of seeing the I'm tired I'm tired of people going over and first of all I'm t- I'm tired of racism getting committed and then I'm tired of people who are not racist getting accused of being racist. Yeah, that it, that is getting old. It, it, it's getting old. I'm so I mean. sick and tired of everything. It's like, you know what? I get I can't go over and say that, you know, People who are being discriminated against ignore it. I I can't say that because that's wrong too. You shouldn't ignore. Well, it. I I think the thing is this, and I I don't mean to interrupt you here, Sam, but I think the thing is this. You know the 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 black people who are out protesting real change. I can get behind that. Um, it's these Antifa thugs. It's these uh, the new Black Panthers. It's these uh, these other uh, some of these other chapters of Black Lives Matter who are coming out with some really radical ideas. You know what I think? It's the original, because I, I do think that it's there are different sects of Black Lives Matter. Now, I have no proof of this, so I'm not, you know, this is just me spewing things out, okay? So take it with a grain of salt. But to me, the original Black Lives Matter movement, that right there... For the original idea, the original people who went over and came up with it, it may the first time it came around may not have been, I guess, represented at first in the right light. But at right now, they that's I agree with the movement. Well, you know the thing is this, and like I said, 
do we have an issue with police brutality in this country? Obviously, we do. And, you know, what we've seen with what happened in the George Floyd case, um, with, you, you know, I mean, you can even make the argument um, about the racism, too. Do we still have some some issues with racism here in this country? Uh, yes. Yeah, absolutely we, we can, because look what happened in that, uh, the uh, Ahmaud Avery case. And I said right from the beginning, that was just a bunch of white racists going after that poor guy who was just... Whether he was trying to run away and whether he did go over and break into a property, it doesn't matter. You do not go over and hunt uh, someone down. You don't do that. That is wrong. No. And, and the thing is, too, and you know, we have talked about this several times, um, you as a citizen, your responsibility is to protect yourself. Now, let me put it to you this way, okay, because Sam has said this numerous times and I've said this numerous, numerous times. Here in the state of Indiana, our stand-your-ground law states that you can defend yourself, your loved ones, or a third party who is under threat of severe bodily injury or death. However, though, the law does not say you are morally or legally obligated to defend that person. You don't have to get involved if you don't want to. I've said many times, I will not go over and try to defend somebody else. Now, if a child is involved, that may that might change, but otherwise, I'm staying out of it. It is none of my business. I Like I've said many times, you live your life, I'll live my life, I'll stay out of your life, you stay out of my life. Plain and simple, unless, you know, if you're just a random person walking down the street, well, hey, you do you. Yeah, I mean... We, you know, we don't make an attempt to play police officer. There are, there are statutes in states that allow for citizen's arrest. Indiana has one. And you can make a citizen's arrest, but you better be damn sure you're right there and seeing the felony taking place. Unless I see that, uh, you know, unless I feel comfortable enough to get involved within a, a, a situation where somebody is going to get really, really hurt or killed, unless I am very certain about a certain situation, I'm not going to get involved. If I just see two people yelling in the street, I'm not getting involved. No. That ain't, that's none of my business. Look what happened in Florida down in Coldwater when that guy took it upon himself to argue with somebody over a parking space, over a handicapped parking stall. Look what happened. He's now spending the rest of his life in jail because he shot somebody when he shouldn't have shot somebody. Exactly. That right there, just because you park in a handicapped spot, well, I'm who is is I'm not the parking police. I'm not going to sit here and go after you because you parked in a handicapped spot without a handicapped placard. You know what I might just do? I might just call the non-emergency number for the police and say, hey, this person's parked in a handicapped spot that doesn't have a handicapped placard. That's all I would do. You know what I find funny about it is, like, I've walked into stores where I've seen people parked uh, um, in places they're not supposed to be parked at. Do I think they're scum? Do I think they're jerks? Yeah. But I'm not going to sit here and be like, hey, you must be a real jerk because you parked in a handicapped stall. I'm not getting involved in that garbage. How many times have you been work, walking through a Walmart and you see a kid riding one of those motorized scooter, scooters that are supposed to be 
uh, there for disabled and elderly people. Yeah, exactly. How many times have you done that? Seriously, if you go over and find somebody who stopped in a handicap stall and are willing to confront that, I hope you confront every child that you see on one of those that shouldn't be. You know, the, the point that I'm trying to make here, folks, is that, you know, why get involved in something that trivial? Because all it does is get you into trouble. And with the Ahmad Aubrey case, here's a guy that says, oh, well, I think he's stealing, so I'm going to go stop him and detain him and... Chase and, him down. And chase him down and try to get him to answer. Where do you have the legal authority to do that? You know, I, one of them, I was a former cop. Just because you were a former cop, number one, does not mean you know the law. Number two, it does not mean you retain your law enforcement privileges of arrest I love, and detainment. I love people who use that excuse. I love people. I used to be a cop, but you're not one now. I don't care what you used to be. You had no right to hunt down that poor man and kill him. Exactly. You murdered him. Don't care. Does not matter. It was just a bunch of white racist people who went after this poor African-American man who they thought... Was a what? criminal. Exactly. They thought he was stealing. Exactly. You see, that that's the problem that Sam's alluding to, and this is this is very important. You know, we're over here saying that you know, not every cop is a bad cop, and over on this side, everybody's saying, well, not every black person's a criminal. Okay, we need to start intermeshing those two ideas and saying, okay, I see a black guy right here. What's he doing? Oh, he's not doing anything wrong. You know, He's not of, bothering anybody. Instead of, thinking, instead of thinking in general terms like that, not every cop's bad, not every black person is bad either how about we just say people in general right let's take out that people in general are not it goes bad. back to what i said at the end of last hour exactly if you want to end racism let's drop the black and the white and hey this person over here looks a little suspicious but you know what if there is uh an african-american or hispanic family asian family any any minority out there okay if you are afraid that you're going to be the target of some form of racism. This is the exact reason why you go over and you carry a weapon. This is the exact reason why you have a Second Amendment. You carry a weapon that way if somebody does come up to you and is being racist towards you and you fear for your safety and your life, you can eliminate that threat right then and there. And then you know what? If... That's one less racist person in the world. I'm not advocating going out and killing people. Not at all. I'm just saying that... Uh, no, but what you're trying to say is, what if Ahmaud Aubrey had a gun on him? Exactly. What if he would have been carrying a firearm? If he somebody, might have been able to defend himself, if, and he might still be alive today. If somebody chases me down with a truck, there's going to be a certain point I would pull a gun on him, yes. Yeah. Because that you are driving a, a massive death machine in a way mm -hmm. that you could just run right over me. If you're chasing me in a car, I fear instantly for my life. Absolutely. See, and that's the point that, you know, I'm trying to, you know, that I know you're trying to articulate here. If, you know, remember in hour one, if you guys were listening to hour one, first segment, when I read that story about the guy who went on that rampage in New York, imagine if somebody could have had a firearm in that instance. They might have been able to, to drop this guy, and then he wouldn't have been able to carry on killing who he, he killed. But, you see, this whole idea that 
we we have to strip you of guns and that's going to solve all the problems. No, stripping the guns is not going if you take guns away from people, the racism's still going to exist. Now, here, I'm going to go over and take this a different way. Now, imagine when in the 1800s, imagine if slaves also had guns. Well, there was a reason why they didn't have guns. Exactly. Because imagine if they did. Slavery well, that wouldn't have happened. If you look back through history, the people who were considered the peasants or the undesirables, they were the ones who were not allowed to have weapons. You didn't see the peasants in in the Middle Ages. They weren't allowed to have swords. Swords and spears and stuff were only allowed for the noblemen, the knights, the the people of the state. We saw that same thing happen with the African Americans after the slaves were freed. We saw the Jim Crow laws take effect. They did everything they could to keep African Americans disarmed because apparently they're undesirable. Then you look at what happening in in Germany. Hitler when he took power, everybody thinks when Hitler took power, he was just round up the Jews and take them to the to the trains. No. That's he, not what happened. It had to be a slow, methodical process to change people's point of view. The first thing he did was he had to disarm the Jewish population and anybody that he decided was undesirable because the last thing he wanted was an armed revolt. And you know what? Because oh. now we're getting onto another uh, another topic of imagine if imagine if the Jewish population were allowed to uh, you know have arms and defend themselves against being persecuted like that. And imagine if there was more people out there that you know were able to stand up to Hitler. Well, let's take it and look at it this way. Why do you think the Democrats want to disarm us? Why do you think they're constantly pushing gun control laws? Because they know right now, okay, let's take a look at Governor Whitmer in uh, Michigan. Well, I think we should ban guns on, on government property. And you know what the legislators said? Do you want these guys coming back? Because that's what's going to happen. You're going to tell them they can't bring their guns here, and guess what they're going to do? They're going to show up with their guns. That's why you don't see that happening here, unless you live in a slave state like California or New Jersey. But This is why we advocate for everybody to have a firearm. That way, if somebody goes over and does come after you, then you, you, know, you can defend yourself. Mm-hmm. We don't want to go over and have history repeated, okay? I get that's what a lot of people are trying to prevent. But, you know, so many people are trying to erase our history, too. Yeah. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Stop erasing the history. And at least the good parts. They're erasing everything. They just want to wipe everything. It's like your mom said about the Holocaust. That they were going to tear down the concentration camps. And 
the Jewish community in Germany and Poland said, no, don't tear it down. Let this be a reminder to everybody. And that's what I think it should be. It's don't have these memorials out in front of state capitals. Have them in a museum. That way people can go and remember the tragedies that happened. Mm -hmm. I get the point of not having the stat these statues up, but put them somewhere where they're going to go over and be remembered. Yep, absolutely. We'll continue the conversation when we get back from the break. A big part of the concealed carry lifestyle is carrying your firearm at all times. This can be difficult if you don't have the right holster. I've tried many holsters with minimum success. Then I tried the cloak tuck, an inside the waistband holster made by Alien Gear Holsters. They also make the Shapeshift Holster Series, have lifetime warranties, and are made right here in the USA. Visit AlienGearHolsters.com to browse their selections and find the best holster for your lifestyle. Are you looking for a versatile and unique face shield? Alpha Defense Gear has you covered. Head on over to their website at alphadefensegear.com where you will find everything from face shields, arm sleeves, hats, and more. They even have gear for your dog, which I love because I like to spoil the official American Gun mascot, Chloe. Looking for a new firearm but don't know where to start? Well, look no further than Taurus. Taurus has a variety of firearms from revolvers to semi-automatics. These firearms include the Defender 856, the G2C, the all-new G3, and the TX-22 2019's Guns and Ammo Handgun of the Year. Taurus firearms are reliable and reasonably priced. Go to TaurusUSA.com to browse their selection of firearms. Taurus Firearms, designed to protect. The Second Amendment Foundation is one of the most important gun rights organizations winning lawsuits at the state and local level. But we need your help. Join or donate at saf.org and help us win back your gun rights. of the American Gun Show is brought to you by Taurus Firearms. Now back to the voice of freedom, Jason Reeve. Welcome back to the show, folks. And we're going to continue the conversation here about, you know, the history of gun control. Because this isn't a new phenomenon that has happened across the, uh, you know, in the last recent 50 years. This has been going on since the dawn of time. You know, when governments determined that, and kingdoms determined that, only these certain people were going to be allowed to have arms. Okay, let me put it to you this way. Back when our ancestors very first started walking the earth. You know, Mark Walters uses this term all the time, but it's a completely true statement. Never leave your cave without your club. That's what he always says. Do you think back when our ancestors first started roaming the earth, that they were walking around with no bow and arrow, no spears, no clubs? You can't... They couldn't have walked out without anything because if you think about it, when did 
when did we go over and we first come as like looking like we do today? Mm-hmm. There was. You had bears, lions. You had you had the, you had the shorts. I mean, if you want to go over and say Ice Age era, okay, let's just yeah. put that because that's what I know most about. Okay, you had short faced bear. You had saber toothed tigers. You had dire wolves. You had woolly mammoths. You had the woolly rhino. I mean, you had you had stuff out there that could seriously screw you up. So you had all these, and that's just within North America. That's not including within Europe or, like, the the megafauna that was out in Australia. Because, God, I wouldn't have wanted to been out there at that time. But let me tell you, you had to go over and have something to protect yourself against all these other beings that could go over and just with one quick whack kill you. And then when civili- civilization actually started... That's when you had the ruling class that came in and said, okay, well, I don't like the fact that these people have guns. Or not guns, or weapons. I don't like they have arms. So you guys aren't allowed to have swords. You're not allowed to have spears. And if they caught you with those, generally what would happen is they would execute you publicly. That way, you could, they could make an example out of that person and show everybody else, you disobey my rules, and this is what's going to happen to you. At least within the city, because if you go out to like the farm area where you had the poor farmers, I mean, even if they didn't have, say, a bow and arrow, they had a pitchfork yeah. that they could really use. That'd be just yeah. because of a spear. But I'm saying is, you know, as we evolve through history, you know, the Romans, the Roman Empire, when they conquered somebody... Hey, you're under our protection. You don't need weapons. Yeah. Look how it worked out for the Romans when they actually revolted. When the barbarians actually revolted and destroyed it. Then we go and we look at modern times where in China, when the Communist Party took over, they disarmed a ton of civilians. They disarmed a ton of civilians. Look, the first thing you do when you go over and you... If you want to control somebody, yes, you take away their arms. Here's here's a good example that's not so much about, you know, a civilization taking over. Well, it kind of is. But whenever, say, like World War II, when we got in a battle, the Germans and Americans, mm-hmm. okay? Or even Germans and the English, whatever. When either side captured the other side, what did they immediately do with the POWs? They took their guns. They took their weapons so they could not fight back. They mm-hmm. were helpless. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. You know, keep it on the World War II subject, okay? When I was reading in the uh, examining the armed citizen, every year our global leaders go to Warsaw to pay homage to the Jewish ghetto rebellion that happened there, where these people with no guns. They knew they were going to the death camps, so they tried to revolt against the Germans. A lot of them were slaughtered because they had no arms to protect themselves. But yet these are the same politicians that will come back to your country and say, well, I don't think you should own an AR-15 because, you know, there's, there's no purpose for an AR-15. Having just went to that memorial in Warsaw saying wow that was really screwed up what the Germans did to these people and then they come back and tell you 
You shouldn't have a gun. Yeah, you shouldn't need an AR-15. I mean, you could have a bolt-action rifle or a shotgun, but you don't need an AR-15. Now, here's the thing. When you don't have any kind of weapons, you have to rely on somebody to defend you, basically. If you can't defend yourself physically, then you have to rely on somebody else to defend you. And we've already determined how effective that is. I mean, you... Good example, okay? And we're going to use from two different time frames. Now, I, at present time, I don't have a legal ob obligation to protect you. Nor a moral obligation to protect you if you choose not to carry a weapon. That's if you choose. Mm -hmm. But if you're forced that you can't carry a weapon, then you have to, by default, rely on somebody else and somebody else's kindness. And what I'm getting at is my aunt. Yeah. I, um, the other day when we were at Samantha's parents, I had a conversation with her mom because I wanted to talk about this on the show this weekend. And I asked her because Samantha's mom's from Germany. She grew up post-World War II. She can tell you about the, the Berlin Wall and the difference between East Germany and West Germany. She grew up in that time frame. Wealth and knowledge. Her family, her grandparents, or her mom and dad, her grandparents, they were all part of the World War II Germany. And I asked her, I said, you know, I've been reading this book and we've been talking about, you know, how Hitler came in and, you know, basically took away from the guns. And she said, yeah, he confiscated guns. And then when they started rounding up, you know, and she said it wasn't something that happened overnight. When Hitler took power, then it was, okay, well, the Jews were the ones that caused all of our problems. So the first thing we need to do is disarm them. Then we're going to tell them they can only come, they can only be in this area. They can't go anywhere else. They all need to be labeled. Then they're, They all need to be labeled. And then told the, everybody, don't, don't go over and patronize these yeah. people. Don't patronize their businesses. Don't patronize these people. And then it was off to the concentration camps. And I asked her, I said, well, you had a lot of, you know, public executions and things like that. She said, oh, yeah. She said, my, uh, my aunt or, or, uh. Her, her aunt, it would be like Samantha's great aunt, she was sent to the concentration camps and gassed herself, a German citizen, because she helped Jewish people. See, this is the kind of thing that, why having a Second Amendment is so important. Here was a woman who sympathized with the Jews who protected them. And protected the Jews, and then she got labeled enemy of the state, and she was sent to the same fate that the Jewish people ultimately got in the Holocaust. And hearing that coming from my mother-in-law's mouth, because you don't ever hear about that. I've watched thousands of World War II documentaries. I've watched thousands of Third Reich documentaries. And yet, I never heard the narrator mentioned that German citizens that were helping Jewish people were often sent to the concentration camps as well. You don't hear a lot about, I mean, World War II is so far back in history that a lot of people don't even bother to, they don't, they don't pay attention to it. And it's, when you go over and you look at it, a lot of what happened in, in Nazi Germany at the time wouldn't have happened if the population had 
guns. You couldn't speak out against the government. No, because... It- and you weren't allowed to have guns. Do any of you find it coincident that that's our two First Amendments? Our first two amendments in our Constitution? Mm-hmm. See, the Founding Fathers knew what they were doing. Now, could the Founding Fathers ever have imagined what was going to happen in China and the Philippines and in Germany? No. Oh, no, of not. course not. There's no way they could have predicted that. Nobody would have predicted a mass genocide of one certain right. population. But yet, <coughs> excuse me, but yet the First Amendment of the Bill of Rights gave you the freedom of speech, the freedom of religion, the freedom to peacefully protest. And the Second Amendment gave you the right to keep and bear arms for protection of yourself and the state. Is it any coincidence that those two amendments were the first two in the Bill of Rights? It's the first two things that they take away if they want to go, if anybody wants to control you. It's, I, you know, people might not find it interesting, but go over and pull up any kind of history documentary about oppression and especially, especially World War II, because that's, in my We have opinion, to take away their ability to defend themselves. Yep. And then if they speak out against us, we'll just, we'll execute them. Then that'll tell everybody else, see, you talk, say something b- bad about me, this is your fate. Yep, exactly. It's, it, it's really remarkable when you can sit there and actually put that, that, that two together. That you can put two and two together. But I got to tell you, you know, and this is exactly the reason why I asked your mom that question. Because obviously I can hear it from everybody else. But when you hear it from somebody who actually lived in that time, you know, her family wasn't considered the undesirables under German standards. No. But, when, but when they found out that they were helping Jews. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's off to the gas chamber for you. Because we're not going to have people sympathizing with these people that we deemed are subhuman. Yeah, she tried to she tried to hide them, just like the the people who helped Anne Frank. Yep. She, you know, she tried to hide them, and they were found. You know, it's absolutely remarkable when you can hear a story like that. When you can hear somebody who's lived through that time frame and say, "Yeah." This was pretty this was pretty messed up what they were doing back then. And then you ask yourself, well okay, look what Hitler did. The first thing he did was disarm the population. And then look at what why do you think I say the comment? What is on the Democrats agenda that requires you to be disarmed? And then we get called the you know, we get called every name in the book between being racist and, you know... We're the racists. We're the, the domestic terrorists. We're, we're the, the Hitlers, basically. Yeah. We're America. Nazis. We are the farthest thing. We're not the ones who want to go over and disarm you. We would rather you have the weapons to protect yourself in case the government decides to pull something like that. 
Because, I'll tell you one thing, if the government did, I would be the first to stand right next to you on the front lines to defend you against the government. Absolutely. We'll be right back after this. These are troubling times in America. Are you thinking about getting a gun and carrying it for defense of yourself and your loved ones? Would you know what to do if the unthinkable happened? Fortunately, there is an organization that can help, the United States Concealed Carry Association, the USCCA. The USCCA has training, education, and insurance. With a tenacious legal defense, if you ever have to defend the life of you or your loved ones, the USCCA is there for you. That's exactly why I am a member. The American Gun Show is proud to be partnered with the United States Concealed Carry Association. Head over to the American Gun Show Facebook page for exclusive offers or uscca.com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American. The Second Amendment Foundation is one of the most important gun rights organizations winning lawsuits at the state and local level. But we need your help. Join or donate at saf.org and help us win back your gun rights. Hello folks, Jason Reeve here. As you know, the American Gun Show is proud to be affiliated with the United States Concealed Carry Association, the USCCA. The USCCA offers education, training, and most importantly, legal defense should you ever need to use a firearm to defend your life or your loved ones. But that's not all. The USCCA Self-Defense Shield not only covers firearms, but all self-defense tools. Knives, tasers, whichever tool you use to defend your life. We have a link pinned to the top of the American Gun Show Facebook page at Facebook slash The American Gun Show. If you use this link, not only do you get peace of mind of having the Self-Defense Shield, but you help grow this radio program. Once again, visit the American Gun Show Facebook page and click on the link. Thank you. This segment of the American Gun Show is brought to you by the Second Amendment Foundation. Join or donate at saf.org. Now back to the defender of your gun rights, Jason Reed. Welcome back to the show, everybody. And uh, we're going to kind of wrap up the topic here because uh, this this next segment's kind of going to play into that about, um, you know, arming yourself and, and protecting yourself. But, you know, the thing is, this was we wanted to talk a little bit about the history of gun control and arms control, really. It's not so much gun control, but it's about arms control. When a population, when the ruling class wants to decide to rule over you, the first thing that they do is they take away your guns. They try to convince you that guns are bad. And then now they have your complete control. It's, you know, it's, it's absolutely remarkable to sit here and, and look at that. And Samantha kind of alluded to it before, you know, we got caught by that hard break. When I get asked, well, who do you think should be armed? Anybody who can lawfully carry. Doesn't matter to me if you're Native American, black, white, Asian. If you're a legal adult, 
and you can lawfully carry, which means you pass your background check for your carry permit, you, you do your fingerprinting or what, whatever the case may be. If you can legally obtain a permit, you should be allowed to have a gun. If you don't want to carry a gun, but you want guns in your home, I don't care who you are. If you can legally do it, I'm for it. You should be allowed to have weapons if you want weapons, plain and simple, because we don't need to have what happened before in some parts of our history, which was shameful. Mm -hmm. We don't need that stuff happening again. And like I said before we went to break, if if the government ever decided to do that to any group of people or anyone in general, I'd be the first standing on the front lines with my guns defending you and your rights along with this country and my rights. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Florida sheriffs have warned their citizens to be prepared and get armed. A trio of Florida sheriffs, and, um, and those sheriffs are... Well, the first sheriff was from Bavard County, Sheriff Wayne Ivey. He got the ball rolling on Facebook video encouraging residents to obtain their concealed carry permit licensing, telling them no matter your position on guns, the only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. What? Just a funny thing that they go, they say, you know, if there's a bad guy with a gun, you should call the cops. Well, what is the cop? Yeah, the cop comes with a gun. Cops, 99.9% of the time, okay? Yeah. There are bad cops, I get that. Unless but, you're in Britain. Ignoring Britain. But otherwise, it's most of the time you get a good cop with a gun coming to protect you. Yeah. Well, Wayne Ivey said no matter what, you should be armed. Be armed and well-prepared citizen. This week, the call to arms has been echoed by Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd and Volusia County Sheriff Mike Chitwood who spoke to Fox affiliates in Orlando about their support for the right to carry. Chitwood said, quote, There's not a, enough police in America to stop all threats, end quote. Chatwood adds that in his experience, licensed gun owners tend to be some of the most law-abiding citizens he has ever encountered. And that's just one citizen prepared for a bad situation could make all the difference. See, Floridians... Floridians were the the original concealed carry group. Concealed carry licensing began in Florida and it kind of took off across the country. A lot of times what happens in Florida kind of takes off across the country. A lot I mean I'm not I'm not just saying that, you know, facetiously. I'm saying that is a fact. We've seen a lot of things that take place in Florida that kind of hey, you know, that's actually a pretty good idea. Maybe we should implement that. And it kind of goes from there. But, you know, they're basically looking at this and, okay, Florida has over 2 million people who are licensed to carry a gun in Florida. Gun sales are soaring. Since Nikki Freed was forced to open up the background check system in Florida, they've done more than 100,000 background checks in last month. So far, cities uh, like Miami and Orlando, they haven't had the violent protesting like uh, you've seen in New York and uh, Chicago and Los Angeles. Well, here's my opinion on that. 
Florida is not a democratically controlled state. All right, here's my opinion on that. Florida is a different demographic of people. That is true. Not saying this in a derogatory way, but certain demographics live in certain areas. When you go to Florida, you tend to get... I mean, I'm not going to I don't know the You exact. get your retiree. Florida yeah, has exactly. the highest population of retirees. Um, but Florida has always been a battleground state. You yeah, know, you, have a, you one, have a really good mix of people. Yeah, there. one year they'll, they'll be in Democratic control. One year they'll be Republican controlled. Or, you know, it'll just be a filibuster the whole way through. But what I'm trying to say here is, okay, Dem, uh, Florida is not historically Democratic controlled. So the gun control proposals that you see in like New York, New Jersey, Illinois, California, they're nowhere near that in Florida. They, a lot of people respect the right to keep and bear arms in Florida. So that's why you see, you know, Florida's prepared. And that's probably why you're not seeing some of the violence in cities like Miami and Orlando. Or it could too be the possibility that if, we know with everything opening up, people just want to go out and party on the beaches. That's true. I, I mean, mean, could be a million different reasons. You don't see a lot of people go to Florida because they want to go stir stuff up. They want to go there and they want to, you know, experience. Party on the beaches. Yeah. <laughs> party on the beach. Party on the beach. They want to go experience what Florida has to offer. I mean, your sister goes to Florida almost every year to go to Disneyland. So, I mean, you know, that's what a lot of people, I think, prefer to do in Florida. I mean, and that's fine. You know, that's great. But the sheriffs here in these counties saying, you know, hey, our time that this violence might happen, it could be coming, so you better be armed and prepared. Mm -hmm. And they're right on target. And the fact that he's actually telling, these sheriffs are telling their residents, get your permit, much to probably the dismay of Nikki Freed, I would expect that you're going to see concealed carry permits soar in Florida. And not only that, you have to consider this as well too, folks. Florida is one of the most highly sought after out-of-state concealed carry, non-resident concealed carry permits. I have thought myself on getting a Florida permit. And realistically, uh, you know, I was explaining this to my father-in-law, Realistically, there's two permits that people kind of go for. They go for either their Florida permit or their Utah permit. And the reason why is those states have reciprocity with other states that your permit doesn't have reciprocity with. So like for instance, and this I don't know how this makes any sense to anybody, but it's just the rule. In Indiana, you have we do not have reciprocity with Nebraska. Our permits are not uh, honored in Nebraska. But if I had a Florida out-of-state permit, that permit's honored, and I'd be able to carry a gun in Nebraska. So that's why a lot of people go after either their Utah or their Florida out-of-state residents. I've thought about doing it. I haven't really jumped on the idea because, I mean... I drove through Nebraska. I never really stopped through there. And trust me, I'm not saying Nebraska is a bad state or anything like that. It's just I've never, I've never really had the time to stop there, you know, see what Nebraska has to offer.
Did we go there when we got Toby? No, I, I had to drive through Nebraska when I was on my way home from Seattle. What states did we go through besides Oklahoma? Uh, we went through Illinois, Missouri, Oklahoma, and Kansas. Oh, Kansas. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not saying that any of these states stink. We're just saying we haven't really, we haven't really checked out a whole lot of what the states have to offer. Missouri's not that cool, so I'll just let you know that right now. <laughs> no, you were you you grew up in Missouri, so yeah. Missouri's yeah. not that cool. It's just it's it's like Indiana, nothing that <laughs> special. You know, I remember a Family Guy episode where, um, and, and I know Sam, Samantha hates Family Guy, but um, I remember an episode where Brian and Stewie were leaving Rhode Island and going to, uh, I think it was Colorado to get Stewie's teddy bear back or something like that, and they w- they went through like. Pennsylvania, uh, New York, Connecticut, and they were showing postcards, and there was like a famous landmark of every, uh, like Pennsylvania, they had the Liberty Bell. But then when they got to Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, uh, Nebraska, Kansas, it was all cornfields. <laughs> Basically, they're all just sitting there like, it's all cornfields in the middle of the country. The only thing you see out of Indi- Indiana is Indi- Indianapolis, and you see that little love statue. That's all you ever see. Yeah, that big love Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, love. That's all you see. Well, you got Monument Plaza, which is, you know. Which is still, you don't really see it. No, you you have to really kind of be, the, the skyscrapers kind of. Uh, well, I'm saying, you, you never see it on a postcard. No, I mean, no. you see you see the, the Children's Museum more. That is true. Which, by the way, if anybody goes over and is in in Indianapolis, I highly recommend that. Even if you don't have any kids, trust me, it is awesome. Yeah, it, they do have a really cool children's museum down there. Um, really cool to see. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's just you know, I love the idea that you know you have these sheriffs that are standing up for Second Amendment rights and saying, you know, hey, this is this is where we see it. You have a right to protect yourself, and a lot of Floridians are jumping on that, and I, I think that's wonderful. All right, folks, we're going to take a time out. When we come back, it's into the fray. These are troubling times in America. Are you thinking about getting a gun and carrying it for defense of yourself and your loved ones? Would you know what to do if the unthinkable happened? Fortunately, there is an organization that can help the United States Concealed Carry Association, the USCCA. The USCCA has training, education, and insurance. With a tenacious legal defense, if you ever have to defend the life of you or your loved ones, the USCCA is there for you. That's exactly why I am a member. The American Gun Show is proud to be partnered with the United States Concealed Carry Association. Head over to the American Gun Show Facebook page for exclusive offers or uscca.com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American. The Second Amendment Foundation is one of the most important gun rights organizations winning lawsuits at the state and local level, but we need your help. Join or donate at saf.org and help us win back your gun rights. Are you looking for a versatile and unique face shield? Alpha Defense Gear has you covered. Head on over to their website at alphadefensegear.com where you will find everything from face shields, arm sleeves, hats, and more. 
They even have gear for your dog, which I love because I like to spoil the official American Gun mascot, Chloe. Looking for a new firearm but don't know where to start? Well, look no further than Taurus. Taurus has a variety of firearms from revolvers to semi-automatics. These firearms include the Defender 856, the G2C, the all-new G3, and the TX-22 2019's Guns and Ammo Handgun of the Year. Taurus firearms are reliable and reasonably priced. Go to TaurusUSA.com to browse their selection of firearms. Taurus Firearms, designed to protect. This segment of the American Gun Show is brought to you by the United States Concealed Carry Association. Visit uscca.com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American. All right, folks, welcome back to the American Gun Show, and uh, it is our USCCA Into the Fray segment. This week's episode is going to talk about shooting somebody in the back. And there's always been a there's always been some talk about that. I think this is a great discussion to have. So uh, go ahead, take it away, Kevin. Hi, I'm Kevin Mikulowski, editor of Concealed Carry Magazine. Let's talk about shooting someone in the back. Yes, that's what I said. Shooting someone in the back. I've gotten a few comments from a story that ran in Concealed Carry Magazine concerning moving around to get a good angle on an attacker or an active shooter and shooting that person in the back. And a few people complained. Some people said it would be illegal. Other people certainly said it would be unethical. Let me tell you this. Do not take your tactical training from 1960s cowboy movies. It is not illegal to shoot someone in the back. Now, there is a theory, there is a legal theory that goes with all of this, the preclusion theory says that if you have to shoot someone in the back or you have to shoot them without an announcement, without giving a verbal challenge, that's okay if that's the only means for you to safely and effectively accomplish your objective of stopping the threat. Now, I want to put this into very real terms. You need to know exactly what the hell's going on before you engage in a gun battle. If you pull out your gun, we have a blue gun here for this this test. You pull out your gun and you're going to go and engage and decide to shoot somebody, You need to know exactly what's going on. This is going to be especially true if you come upon a scene and there's a bad guy pointing a gun at a good guy. Okay, now you better know exactly who's the bad guy and who's the good guy. If you know that, if you are actually 100% certain that the bad guy is pointing the gun at the good guy and you have a shot from the back, take that shot. It's not illegal. It might be unfair, but you know what? Rule number one of a gunfight is don't you get shot. Because if you get shot, your chances of winning the gunfight are greatly reduced. So, if you need to shoot someone in the back, you need to shoot someone in the back. And you don't have to offer a verbal challenge. Stop! Put down your gun or I'll shoot you! You know what that does? If I'm the bad guy pointing here at the good guy, and I hear someone yelling, maybe I'm just going to shoot the good guy. Well, then you have every legal right to shoot the bad guy. Of course, he just shot the good guy. But remember, the deadly threat is an imminent threat of death or great bodily harm. This man has a weapon. He has the opportunity to use it, and he has declared his intent 
by pointing it at someone else. So now you yell. You decide that you're not going to shoot your bad guy in the back, so you holler. And then you give him all sorts of opportunity. First thing he's going to do is turn and look to see who yelled at him. See what happened when I did that? My muzzle pointed at everybody out in the crowd. So now I have, by offering my verbal challenge, risk everyone's life in the crowd when he turns to look to see who's shooting at him. At any point, he could pull the trigger. Guy's probably not really well-trained, probably doesn't have really good trigger discipline. So now he's swinging around. Are you going to wait until he comes around to point at you before you decide to shoot him? I'm not. If I have the opportunity, and I am very sure, I am 100% sure that this guy is the deadly threat. He's pointing his gun. He's threatening someone's life. I'm going to move to where I have a safe shot and preferably crouch a little bit so my round is going up and I'm going to shoot him right behind the ear and I'm going to end that threat immediately. Now, is that what the cowboy would do, the man in the white hat? No, probably not, but it's perfectly legal. And what you have to do then, a good guy in an active shooter situation, if you can maneuver to a position where you can find that active shooter and put one in the back of his head, do that. You're going to be safer, you're going to stop the threat, and it's going to be perfectly legal. Now, it may not be what you would say is ethical, it may not be the cowboy riding up in the white hat, but, again, we want to stop that threat, stop him from killing innocent people, and do so without allowing him to kill us. You can argue with me about this all day long, but if I have the opportunity to stop the threat, Without exposing myself to danger, I'm going to do that every single time. I'm Kevin Michalowski, editor of Concealed Carry Magazine. Well, very interesting conversation because we've had this conversation with people before too. And the thing is this, okay? Under Indiana law, and this can be different from state to state, but what do we always talk about with threats? When the threat has ended, if somebody, if I was to go outside to my car or if I was to leave my place of work and there's somebody going through my car, I can draw my firearm. I can't shoot because he hasn't declared anything, but I could get my firearm ready just in case he decides to charge me or something like that. In some cases, you don't even really need to do that just by you saying, Hey, what are you doing? You're going to alert that guy, and he might actually run away. If he takes off running, you can't shoot. I assume most of the time they're going to run away because, you know, thieves, I think they're most of the time going to run. Right. He's going to run away. He's gone. You know, that's where this whole idea of don't shoot somebody in the back comes into play, or it's illegal for you to shoot somebody in the back. Um, Folks... When we look, this is why I love Kevin's training because he gets you thinking. Now put yourself that you're in a Walmart and you're carrying a firearm and say you're at the front of the store and all of a sudden shots start ringing out. You duck behind the register, the conveyor belt, whatever you want to call it. And you see the shooter and he's just, his attention's away from you and he's pointing a gun at somebody else. At that point, you can take a shot. You shoot him in the back, oh well. Well, Jason, that's not fair. 
do you think it's fair that he's coming in and shooting people for no reason? You know, this whole idea that there has to be rules in engagements, like, you know, you hear rules of engagement. Well, that's a military thing. You're not a military person. You're a civilian just trying to go about your daily life. Yes, you can legally shoot somebody in the back. It's about getting to a place of tactical advantage. You don't have to wait for the guy to turn the gun on you before you can shoot him. If I was to come up, I use this scenario all the time. If I was to come around the corner of a building and see a police officer who's down on the ground and a guy's pointing a gun at that police officer, I'm going to be like, oh, this isn't good. And I'm going to draw my firearm and I'm going to act accordingly. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's people out there that say there's no such thing as a fair fight. You know, all's fair in love and war. You know, you hear, you hear that one all the time? Mm-hmm. Folks, the thing is, it's about protecting people and ultimately protecting yourself. So that's what I mean. I love how Kevin just, he gets you, you, he gets you thinking about things like this. And these are important things to think about. So, you know, this is why this has turned into one of our... Uh, one of our more popular segments, and I'm, I'm happy to share these uh, little training tips with you. Of course, if you want to get more training, you can go over to uscca.com, or you can go to our Facebook page, the American Gun Show dot, or the, uh, <laughs> our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the American Gun Show. I'm going to get it out there right. And you can click on the, the link that we have pinned at the top of the page. You could join the USCCA and you have access to not just into the fray, you have access to all different kinds of training. Stuff that can help you make a good decision. God forbid you ever find yourself in, in a situation like this. This is why organizations like the USCCA are important. All right, folks, that's going to do it for the American Gun Show this week. Thank you very much for listening in. For the Pink Glock Girl, Samantha. I'm the voice of freedom, Jason Reeve. Take care of one another and stay safe. And remember, it's our rights, our fight.